Welcome, welcome to the Ashy Knuckles podcast, the podcast by MMA fans for MMA fans. Whether you are a seasoned vet or a filthy casual, we got you covered. I'm your host, Brian Breakdown Woods. I'm here joined live by my co-host. I'm the neighborhood friendly MMA fan, Mosey. You know how I do. I be swinging around. Across them trees, them buildings, you name it, I'm on it. And my other co-hosts. I'm just Marky G, an average Joe that likes to watch fights. We got uh, UFC 259 recap. Uh, this will be the topic for today. We got. Um, we also feature the Ashy Knuckle highlight moment of the week. And the ashy moment, low light moment of the week. So, Mo, what was your overall impression of this card? Honestly, I, I want to cut straight to the, the business with it. Okay. But it was a good card. It was from top to bottom. It was a good card. I wish the dude I would have seen uh, that works at Publix, I wish I would have seen him fight. But I've seen the results. It didn't look too good for him. Mm. I mean, the prelims. I ended up having to watch the six o'clock prelims, but I wasn't paying too much attention. They weren't too bad. The uh, these Brazilian chicks, they one of them unranked fighter, got some hands. Lemos, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had dropped Souza, I believe, and that just, that chick Souza is pretty nasty too herself. So, might be a contender on the rise. Then uh, Dominic Cruz looks solid. He looks his age. Still got the speed, though. Yeah. Then the opener of the main card, I thought I was going to see fireworks, but it was like one of those fireworks that you light up and it just is a dud. It didn't go <laughs> nowhere. I was like, come on, man. Then uh, Islam, he took care of business. That's yes, probably some of the best grappling I've seen since, obviously, his older brother, his older cousin, whatever you want to call him. He's nice. If he fights uh, somebody in the top 10, they're in trouble. A lot of trouble. I'm skipping over the Aljamain fight. Going straight to Amanda. She's champ champ for a reason. She proved it again. We could go on with that. We already know everything. Then the main event, oh, man, really good. Wasn't as uh, explosive as I was hoping it would be, but it was very technical, and the Polish power, it was not seen, but he was smart. He was smart with his takedowns. That's it for me. Mark G, what you, what do you think? I mean, the main event, you know, it was a great fight. It was. It was a very technical fight. They respected each other a lot during that fight. But Jan just knew how to edge it out at the end. Even though he was gassing, he knew how to edge it out. So, not much to say about Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. She walked in there and did her thing. Amanda Nunes just... Business as usual. Wasn't scared of a damn thing. <laughs> I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll emphasize on the Algermain fight in Definitely. a little bit. Definitely. Obviously. So we'll just skip over that again. And Rackage versus uh Santos. Not what everyone was expecting. A little too much respect in that fight. But you know, overall I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't the most exciting to watch. And Dominic, he's my man. He, it, was, it was a closer fight than I thought it would be, but he worked it out, and he still looks like a contender of that division. Remember where he was ranked? 11, I think. Was it 11? Dominic was ranked 11, and I think uh, Kenny was... No rank? No rank, maybe? See here. Who gets next? That would be a good one. Who? 
it, well, that division, uh, there's a there's a bunch of there's a lot of prospects. Yeah, a lot of picks. So it's it's, it's the probably it's one of the deepest divisions in the UFC. So whoever he chooses next is going to be a pretty big step up. Even though that Casey Kenny guy was a real, he was a tough opponent. He was really game. I wouldn't mind seeing him versus Aldo. Okay. Dominic or Casey Kenny? Dominic. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight either. I like it. I like it. Two legends. Yeah. Two vets. I like W-E-C it. WEC era. I'm, I'm I'm into it. Uh, my impressions overall of UFC 259, uh, I give it a B minus grade overall. There was a few stinky moments that kind of like just took away from the whole thing. Um, I'm gonna start from I'm gonna go from the top down. The main event, um, I agree with Mo. It did have a little bit of a letdown. I was obviously rooting for Adesanya. The fact that he lost isn't why it was a letdown to me. I think the fact that it wasn't that much as much fireworks. I expect those both guys to come out and be a little bit more um, offensive and try to take each other out early. I thought Izzy would have a more counter striking game plan, but I didn't expect Jan to play that play it that safe. So um, it did kind of underwhelm a little bit. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good fight. Jan showed the championship medal to be able to figure out a way to win in the end. And that's what he did. He he looked he like, look, this guy can't stop my takedowns. It's tough for him to, you know, deal with this weight advantage. So I'm gonna let him have it. And he let him have it. So uh hats hats off to Jan for um for maintaining that 205 title and Doing what he had to do to win. That was beautiful. Uh, the Amanda Nunes fight. Uh, I, I feel like saying Megan Anderson's name isn't even fair because she think I think she landed two strikes total in that fight. It was pretty much a one-sided affair, as most Amanda Nunes fights are. That's why she got the minus twelve hundred and fifty favorite coming in. So. Uh, obviously, we're going to do a little bit on the Aldo-Peter Jan fight in the Bantamweight title. Um, we got a new champ. Interesting way of getting a new champ, but we'll talk about it. And uh, I agree. Cruz looked good. He looked a little bit... Uh, to me, he looked a, a little seasoned and not in a good way. Like so he looked, Yeah, he looked a little labored in there, but He's been out of the game for a minute, so and and Kenny Case Kennedy definitely fought a really smart fight. He 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 was tough in game the whole way, even though he was losing. So um maybe that he looked bad because Kenny is good, or he just maybe just didn't have a great night. He had a good night, but not a great night. Um another fight that uh was kind of a bummer for me was uh, Joseph Benavidez, he uh, he pretty much got like just worked, and I was like, damn, it felt bad seeing um, a guy of Joe's caliber repeatedly, you know, take these beatdowns because I'm like, damn, you know, he's gonna fall from being like number one guy in the world to he's probably gonna fall out of the top five now or further. Mm-hmm. That division is kind of skimpy though. It's a little thin, but uh. A little bit of a nugget here. I did see an interview with um, old Triple C, and he was talking about making a comeback. He didn't say exactly what division, but I would assume he'll go back to his old stumping grounds. He's talking to Aljo, talking shit to Aljo, so I would assume 135. Was that after uh, the pay-per-view or during it? He was on ES- the, the interview that I saw, he was on ESPN. No, he uh, was like face-to-face with Aljo with a stare down. I think that was, yeah, after. that was after. Yeah, it was after. Yeah, yeah. Like in the hotel or something. Mm-hmm. They kind of just like. So I guess he saw him in the lobby, and they did a little cringy face off. You know how Triple C is. For the gram. Yeah. Yeah, a little corny, little cornball type moment. Um, so we can get right into it. Like, first of all, I want to uh, 
Let's talk about the controversial title change in the bantamweight division because not oftentimes you get a highly anticipated fight that has a, a controversial result where someone becomes the new champion. That doesn't happen very often. You get controversy all the time, but you don't get a change of belt through via controversy. So let's talk about that a little bit, man. Uh, Mo, what do you think? Um, when has that you... happened before? Oh, controversy in a main event? John Jones, uh, Anthony Smith? Yep. Any other time? Yeah. Times um, in UFC's past where there was some uh, controversy in the main event in a title fight. However, there wasn't a change of belt. The the champion remained the champion. Smith could have took that belt though. He could have if he just if he wanted to. Well, here's the thing. That's then that's what we kind of gonna get into. Um, do you do you feel like it was dishonorable? To, to not continue because I get you hear fans talk about this a lot saying that like look you were getting beat just die on your shield like basically like take the get, get up don't take the DQ if you can continue continue don't act it out like you're super hurt if you're not what do you think I'm no? trying to think of all the times where a fighter got hit illegally and they couldn't continue I remember Diego took a win that way too right yep just recently, or within the last year. Then a long time ago, I believe Cerrone was fighting Jamie Varner for the WEC lightweight title, and he need him in the head, right? So Varner yeah. got to keep the title because he couldn't continue. Right. 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 Hey, it's not dishonorable. Honestly, they should have had the doctor in there a lot sooner instead of I mean, I understand you want to call it with the fighter's uh, choice, but they should. You can clearly see this dude is he's concussed. Yeah, he's concussed, or he he he's out of it. The reason yeah, why not, I don't think it's this honorable for him to take the DQ is because he's been knocked down three times during that fight already. He's been hurt multiple times, and that heavy of a knee at that at that point in the fight. Probably did rock him that badly. I believe that I don't think that Aljo was overplaying it or acting. I think he was legitimately hurt and there was no point in continuing the fight. The real question is what do you do with the belt in that situation? That's and so that's what we're gonna discuss. Cause like here's my thing. This is I asked myself this question. Um, do I believe that Pyotr Jan's knee was intentional? If I believe it's intentional, like he knew that he was a grounded fighter and he still delivered the strike, then I say, yes, he's disqualified. The belt goes to the, the title challenger. But if it was in, unintentional, then I would declare it a no contest and have him redo the fight. And there's no title hold, no title change. So I remember a moment in the fight where... Aljo was down. And look, going into that fight, uh, the first two rounds, I thought Aljo came out and he looked pretty sharp, except for he was losing using a ton of energy. Exactly. Um, I think he kind of overexerted himself. Uh, obviously gassed. And Peter Yan, Peter Yan was pouring it on. Um, late second, early third, late second, third, and beyond. It was, it was a Peter Yan show. So. Right. I mean, I, I feel like if the fight continued going in the direction it was going, it would have been and still yep. period. If it kept Decision going or knockout, probably. I, I didn't see that fight going to uh fourth. Uh I'm to the fifth. I thought he would have finished him in the fourth if, if he um if that momentum kept going because he knocked him down. He knocked Aljo down with a right hand. He slammed Aljo uh um, a lot. Yes, and that which was surprising coming from Pure because Pure is more of a striker, and he was able to like out grapple him. He's able to out grapple Aljo. So really, I think that um, while on the scorecards it may appear to be close, given the fact that Aljo came out early and was pressuring, throwing more strikes, controlling the octagon, 
later in the fight, it was definitely all pewter. And I think that even like even though if you stop it there, you stop the fight right there, deduct points from the knee, and then go make a decision. Um, it's it's so close that maybe you do still give it to Aljo. But um I'll briefly give my opinion on should you be celebratory in that moment? Obviously, no. Like n- you don't. No one wants to win that way. I mean, he even Aljo even said himself he didn't want to win the title that way. But when you put in a full training camp, you've been waiting to fight for this long and get this moment. You still have to. The results are results, and he ended up getting the victory in that in the belt in that in that fight. So it's like, look, do you want to go out and celebrate and enjoy it? Of course, you, you you celebrate, you enjoy it, you have your friends, your family, everyone that was supporting you the whole way come out, party, but you got to get the run back, obviously, because sure. you didn't beat the man, he beat himself. Yeah. 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 I wonder what's going to happen with that. They said they, they want to do it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said they're going to run it back, they just got to figure out when. So he's got three months off for a concussion, right? Or is it six? Well, no, no, because uh, Dana said he got cleared when he went to. Uh, there was no concussion when they went to um, the doctors, so it may be sooner than that. International fight week. Who knows? They could definitely do that. Yeah, it could be. Um, they got nothing out there yet. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't think it has to be a concussive blow to render him. Because um, well, here's my, the last thing I'll say about that whole situation. I thought that I, I remember hearing the referee say he's grounded, like like no kicks. And Pewter, you can obviously hear Pewter's um, corner, and they were shouting out stuff too. And Did you hear him say punches? One of them said punches only. And yeah, then, you guys heard that, right? Right. So I thought I thought that it seemed to me like it, the knee was intentional. Because you obviously there was a lot of trash talk between both of those guys, and there's like there was probably some bad blood there. And there was a lot of uh even afterwards, like you can see their little Twitter flame wars where they're going at each other at the end. It seemed because at first uh Jan Pewter Young was being more apologetic. Like, you know, I didn't mean that there was my, my apologies, but then it kind of was like more back and forth again. So I don't know. Um, in that in a moment, it seemed like that's what he was he was trying to name. But when you I don't think a fighter should go have to go out on their shield. If you get fouled and it's a to a point where you can't continue, whether it be an eye poke or a growing strike or, or any foul. You shouldn't finish that fight compromised because a lot of times these guys come in to a fights already compromised. They already have some sort of injury that they sustained during camp, and it's a sport. So it's 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 not like you're not fighting to the death. It's a sport, and at, at the end of the day, like um, if you if if the other guy can't adhere to the rules, then they should be punished in some way. I think that whole taking of a point or the warnings that they give guys for the eye pokes and the groin strikes, they should be done with that. If you didn't know the rules in the locker room, then you shouldn't be in a sport. We don't need, we don't want that whole Palaharis type thing, a guy holding on to submission too long or guys constantly poking guys in the eyes and getting warnings first. Like your first time you poke, it's a point. The first time you kick somebody in the groin, if, I mean, like, obviously, like, that's a little bit more sensitive because sometimes, you know, guys move and you get that. But if it's, if it's an intentional movement, it should be an automatic point. My the, only thing with, the only thing with knees on that uh, whole spiel right there is depending on what athletic commission that you're dealing with, the rules of a grounded opponent are different. In this situation, his knee was down, so everywhere that counts as a down opponent. But when you're talking about hand fighting or touching the ground, it could be one hand, could be both hands, depending on where you're at. So that's a hard one to judge. 
whether intentional or unintentional, because you can know the rules. You just might have thought of there was the other rule, depending on where you're at. This situation, though, no. There, there was no way you could just accidentally think that he wasn't a grounded opponent. His knee was clearly down, and that was a hell of a knee. <laughs> yeah. He got, he got bopped. He, he uh, deep with it. For real. So, to move, I guess to move forward, like, I, I really do believe um, this was like, this was a fight that I was looking forward to. I was looking, like, I was highly anticipating this, really this entire card, but there was a few matchups that I really wanted to see, and I did want to see how well um, Pure would deal with the grappling ability of Aljo, and that question was answered. So, going into the rematch, because this fight was a pick'em. I got I got Jan Holway. Well, he's gonna be. I I expect him to be a, a at least a decent favorite. I would yeah. say two and after one minimum. He's he's definitely the favorite. Minimum. Gotta be. I would say he'd be minus two fifty minimum, if not three fifty. They already calling Aljo the paper champ. Well, well I mean he kind of is. They doing them dirty. Look back though, champ. Like, look, even though, like, like I said, he didn't beat the champ. He won the belt because the champ could, couldn't control himself. He didn't adhere to the yeah. rule. Hey, but he didn't beat him. So he didn't do that to DC when he got the title back. Do what? Call him paper champ. He didn't fight. He didn't beat John Jones. He beat. But then again, he didn't really. Have pictures taken where he was holding the title like that. I guess I feel the same way I feel about this as I feel about a guy winning an interim championship. To me, it's like you just have a ticket to get a chance to win the real belt. You don't have the championship. You're not the champion. You just got the ticket. I'm glad they haven't done that in a while. Oh, interim belt? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's kind of personally, I think this is good for Aljo though, because I personally think that Aljo would have lost that fight, then he would have had to start all over trying to win another title shot. In this situation, he actually gets to defend his title, really just win it for the first time, and he can make the adjustments he needs. And I actually pick Aljo in the second fight. I think that Aljo had a great strategy at the beginning. He was just using too much energy. If he just calms down and starts picking his shots, he was outworking Peter at the, at the beginning. So I think if he just conserves his energy, he can outwork him throughout all five. I think so, too. Um, I, I, like, I like what he was doing in the first round and the second round, but he was, Aljo was using way too much energy on – spinning elbows and trying all kind of like wilder strikes instead of being disciplined. The volume was good and it kept Puder on his back foot and defending. So I think um, if he can, if he can do some kind of adjustment, adjustment, whether it be uh, probably grappling less and just focusing more on his kickboxing with, with his cardio and his kickboxing, he, I think he have a better chance but damn, Peter looked good, man. Like the uh, going to this fight, I don't know. I, I I say I would say Peter won't have to change much, and he's probably going to be a little bit more hungry, given the fact that he lost his belt. And all Joe has to make some cha- some real changes. Cause it's a five round fight, and you got to be able to. You can't gas in the third. I, I think he needs to make some real changes, but I think they're easy changes to make if that makes sense, because he has cardio. He just wasn't doing it smartly in that fight. He was just overexerting himself, focusing too much on, you're right, heavier strikes. He needs to stop spinning as much. He just needs to keep with his crisp boxing and using his kick game. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a good idea. Some, a lot more kicks to the body also, like the straight um, the front kicks to the body. Those are working um, should do that a lot more. And he was landing actually a lot of body punches. That was probably the, the best strikes he was landing, like as far as uh, any strikes of significance are concerned. Because Pyrrha was doing a really good job of covering up the head strikes and defending. Mm-hmm. 
So we can move on from um this fight. Uh, let's talk about the uh, what what happens next for the the main event, the two fighters from the main event. Okay, let's start with Izzy. Who do you think he fights next? Who should he fight next? Who do you think they're gonna? Uh, who? Well, I know you got Whitaker and Costa. Costa fighting. Uh, That's the title eliminator for sure. Then you got um, mm-hmm. Tori fighting. Is he fighting Till? Tori's fighting Till, which is Ooh. also a title eliminator right there. Ooh, exactly. Depends who wins, right? Well, not so out of those two fights, whoever's the most impressive gets the title shot. Period. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good that's a good way to call it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, because if you think about it, um, Costa and both Costa and Whitaker have been knocked out by Izzy. So, if you want to see if you want to see Izzy tested in his next fight, I would imagine you want to see Vittori because he gave him his toughest fight at middleweight so far outside of the Gastelum fight because Gastelum fight was pretty tough as well. But Vittori, correct, Vittori had, he was able to take Izzy down and hold him down for portions of that fight. And Izzy got the story. the third round, I believe. Yeah. So that's if you want to see, and he, you know, we, I kind of, if we saw that fight, you knew that this would happen again. This would, there would be a rematch there. Whereas I think he kind of outclassed Costa and, and Whitaker. He outclassed them both. Whereas that was a tough fight against Vittori. And we we haven't seen him versus Till. So um, if Till comes out, let's say Till comes out, he knocks Vittori out in the first round, some shit, you give Till the title shot. Oh, yeah. And it's also the one he wants, right? If, but if it's if saying that fight, the Vittori Till fight's a snooze fest, and Whitaker comes out and he does work on Costa, then you give it to Whitaker. If Costa comes out, he knocks Whitaker out in the first round, you give it to Whitaker. I mean, give it to Costa. Mm-hmm. Whitaker like- fight is more interesting than people give it credit for, because in all honesty, I don't think anyone really thinks that that was the actual Robert Whitaker fighting that night who knows what he was doing he wasn't fighting like himself he was trying to act like he was yol romero or some shit i don't fucking like he was just rushing what do you think about that one mo which one the um israel adesanya versus robert whitaker one it's specifically uh how robert whitaker chose to fight izzy that didn't look like the normal robert whitaker he was a little too uh Jumpy, he wasn't like calm like he usually is. I think he was trying to fight him kind of similar to how Gashlin was in and out, in and out, and uh, mix it up with takedowns like changing levels and stuff. But he should have just relaxed, he was uh going too hard for no reason, and that's what happened. He got clipped, he got countered nasty at the end of the first. And that damage carried over to the second, and he was he was seeing stars in the end. Exactly. Uh, I think you hit a good point there. He, I, I think he might have overcorrected, um, based off the res, the based off what happened in the Gastelum Adesanya fight, because that was probably that was I would say not even probably that was definitely the toughest fight that Adesanya had in the middleweight division. Up to that point, and Kelvin, you know, he was very aggressive. He showed um, a a lot of speed, and which is what he's known for in a boxing realm. And he was taking the shots. He wasn't just backing up from Izzy. He was coming after him. And I think that gas that um, Whitaker might have, or maybe Whitaker's team in game planning might say, you know what? There's maybe there's something there. Maybe if maybe being aggressive and keeping him on his back foot might be a the right approach. I think the fight to make though is Till though. I think that fight it will be a very good technical fight, kind of similar similar to how uh, him and Whitaker had their fight. Yeah, Till that was yeah. a very technical fight, and it was very good. Chess match. Yes. 
I can see that. Both guys strikers. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. But um, they might have gave a, a blueprint how to beat Izzy. Take him down in the middle of the uh, cage. Don't let him get to the uh, fence so he can't uh, climb his way up. Hold him down. Beat him up. That might be a blueprint. It might be. Might be. We'll see people trying that from here on out. Yeah. I think uh, think his next two fights. Yes. What's that? I said at least his next two fights. That's pretty much the blueprint that people are going to try. Until until he proves that he, he can get up. He did. Against the fence, he got up every time. When he was in the middle and they wouldn't let him get to the fence, he... He didn't have as many answers. And that could just be Jan. Jan could have been having just a lot of top pressure, plus he had 20, 30 pounds on him. So that could have been an issue. Jan got my respect, though. Definitely. I, I, I came out of that main event with a lot more respect for Jan than I had going in, especially given the fact that I thought he would get outclassed on the feet, and that wasn't the case. Even okay. though I thought... Izzy was in the first, especially the first two rounds. Izzy looked, I mean, with the fainting and the trap setting, he definitely had Jan frozen. But eventually, he kind of was like, "Look, like it's a, I'm just gonna box with you, I mean, and, and see what happens." And he was able to establish a jab, and he was able to connect with the right hand. And I was like, "Okay," even though he wasn't able to get Izzy out of there with um, a knockout, he was able to get um, out of Sani's respect with his striking in his stand-up game, and that was very impressive. I didn't think that he would be able to solve Izzy on the feet. I thought if he did have any success, it would be in the grappling where Jan's very underrated. So, The only thing I have with that fight was the scoring. I don't understand how two judges gave uh, the last round a 10-8. I really don't. Like, I thought 10-8 was, like, total domination, like, when Holloway fought Qatar. That's a 10-8 round. So I don't understand what those judges saw in the fifth round. So they've been trying to lax the the criteria for a 10-8 round because for the longest time, people have been saying, like, we need to have more 10-8 rounds. They need to give them out easier. They need to do whatever. So I think they're getting to a point where they're trying to lax that up. And uh, even though it wasn't the most exciting rounds, Jan pretty much had control the whole time. I mean, he had top game pretty much three minutes out of the rounds, out of both the fourth and fifth rounds. So yeah, eight rounds if they had that easily. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, two things. The first thing, I do not like the scoring system in the UFC or in mixed martial arts at all. It's not it's not a good system. Like the 10 8 boxing system, judges, right? Yeah. The commissions are mostly boxing guys. Um, but the 10-8 mm-hmm. system doesn't work for mixed martial arts. It's just it's too it's not broad enough. Cause like, okay, if a, if you get a like you said, they want you people want to see more 10 8s. Because when a guy wins around 10-9, it, it doesn't tell a full story of what happened in that round. Uh, if you have a scoring system that says um, that can give more real criteria, real, more data, then I think that'll be better for judging. But it's hard to tell because, like, if it, like you said, like, well, back in the day, it was hard to get a 10-8. You had to beat the fuck out of somebody for the whole round in order to get a 10-8. And even then, it was still tough to get one. Um, but then, like, uh, going back, if you're just holding the guy on the ground and you have top control, but you're not damaging him on the ground, you're not um, threatening submissions, is that really warranted to give a 10-8 just because you're dominating one portion? You're dominating the grappling portion, but you're not doing damage. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we want to see people getting ten eights from basically laying and praying. You never know; it might happen. Yeah, definitely don't. We, that won't, that's not good for the sport. They need to get uh, old fighters or something, coaches or somebody as judges. Maybe it has to be a better. Go ahead. Go ahead, I was to say, there, there, There's a couple like retired fighters who are going into the judging aspect 
But that's a little tough ask, too, because judges don't get paid crap. So mm. <laughs> unless they come up with a better pay system, they ain't going to get really anybody worthwhile wait, wait. unless they just love it. Can can the UFC have their own judges? That's, or are they that's from risky. Like I think it's based so, off the commission. It's like yeah. whatever, like Nevada or California or whatever they're whatever state they're in. It's the commission. The same as like with referees. I don't think they have a um the, the UFC has much control there. Also, you, you gotta be licensed in this state or country or whatever. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I just think that um the whole system itself needs to be re revamped. Instead of looking at it um, as the same way you did boxing, because here's the difference: when you have boxing, you have the exact same skill set versus the exact same skill set, and it's easier to do a ten eight or not a ten eight, but I'm sorry, a ten point system, because you have two guys that are trying to accomplish the same thing, generally speaking, with boxing, but with, when you add in grappling submissions. Full spectrum of things. Yeah, I think you need at least th three. You need at least thirty points to go out to to judge it because you have to. How effective are they with their uh, with their grappling? That's ten points there. And then you, how effective are they with striking? That's ten points. And how effective are they with octagon control? That's ten points too. So what they would need is uh, say like um a different judge for each thing like you have one judge for striking one judge for grappling one judge for something else and one judge for something else and have them yeah. score like that yeah you have one judge for grappling one judge for striking and you have one judge for aggression and octagon control and they individually score it by round give their score that's how you get your decision and it'd be like 10 for each category so 30, 30 points around. 30 Max. points around. All right, that makes a lot more sense. I think we just put a new system, bro. Hey, hey copyright that. Can't let, <laughs> Can't let Uncle Dana get that one. Hey, just pay us for it. He was uh, cutting it up just now. I said, he can, he can have it just. Uh, Hook your boys up with a little bit of cheddar. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me be a judge. Pay me. Pay, pay me. me. We'll do this. Why, why? Here's the thing, too. Why does the judges have to be there? Like, I, Wouldn't it be better if someone's watching it from the outside, too? Like, you can have judges that are... Um, you got the judges that are commissioned, right? And you, is it possible to have judges that are on the outside... Um, watching the fights from a different perspective and then giving their scores, and it's official, it counts too. Oh, like a skybox judge or something? Yes. That's watching like, like the replays? Yeah. Like having, having, a, having, a, having, a, having a system, a panel that's in place that understand what's going on. Because the thing you have sometimes that happens with these commissions, um, they're mostly dealing with um, striking sports. like boxing by knockout or submission or TKO as often. These guys are elite. They're, they come in with all the credentials in striking. They come with all the credentials of grappling. And they have, most of them are in tip-top condition. So they're, gonna, they're, they're able to go the distance. Yeah, we could talk about judges for hours on end. For real, and we're not going to. So yeah. we're going to get right into the ashy moment, ashy knuckle moment of wait, the wait, night. Wait. One more thing. One more thing. With Jan. 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 Blahovitz. He's fighting uh, another old guy next, right? Wait. Oh, Jan Blahovitz. Yes. We didn't talk about him yet. 
I like oh. him to win the next fight too. Against Glover? Yes. The only way I see him losing is a tricky random submission. Um, That's how I see Glover winning if he wins. But for the most part, I got Jan. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. Every time I try to count out Glover, he That's always comes out with some impressive fucking knockout. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he got hands too. I think this one might be closer and um so I, I, I would expect Jan to be a slight favorite, like a minus one fifty to minus one ten type deal. But damn, I don't know. I'm leaning Glover, especially given the way he's looked recently. Um, he got that. He has power. He's slick. He does not get tired, and he's hella durable. So, outside of him getting like sent to the moon by Rumble, um, he's been able to take a lot of damage in fights and just be a complete nuisance to most people, including Santos, um, who was his, which was his last fight. He's like he's he's a resilient man. Glover's an OG, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I'll be probably uh, lean and new. I, I probably lean in and new too, but that that's a little bit biased, just because I feel like I want Glover to win that, have that prideful moment, and immediately retire. It could happen because I love the man, but once he hits that, he needs to call it. <laughs> we'll I mean, leave on a highlight. He fought uh Sofson before, right? Yes. He lost. Did he lose to Gustafson? I'm not sure. I'll look it up. Give me a sec. Yes, he lost. Yeah. By knockout. Gustafson knocked him out. Mm. He's been in the game for a lot of for a lot of seasons. It's a lot of wear and tear. But like I said, as of late, these last four or five matchups. Tashera has uh, been in rare form. So, the man's thirty-one and seven. That's a great record. Oh yeah, it's a good uh, KD. <laughs> um. Okay. So now I guess we can get into the uh, ashy moment, ashy knuckle moment of the week. I'm gonna. Uh, this one's. I think Kai Kyle Francis. Walk off, kinda KO, TKO. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, but that last second right hand that put, uh, I mean, look, Kyle was getting dominated in the grappling. Oh, that for, dude, he has he a backpack on him for what four minutes of the fight, four and a half minutes, the first round, at least, at least four minutes, minimum four minutes. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they got some separation, Kai landed a nice right hand, and then another one, and then another one, and the third one put him face down, ass up. Yeah, then and, he ran around the ring, did a lap, was about to hit him again. <laughs> Just to make sure. He didn't stop it. He didn't wave the guy off. He yeah. tapped Kai kind of gently and was checking on. His opponent, when I'm like, look, you gotta be, you gotta wave that off, because his corner was like, dude, go finish. The, the corner was, um, Kai's corner was telling him, look, go finish it. He, he's, he's checking on. He's not, he's letting him get a chance to recover. He didn't wave it off yet. That's why he ran to him and was gonna like fake hammer fist him or whatever. And the guy was then, then Herb was like, okay, no, 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 he's done. So that was a little bit of a referee error in that. Yeah, these reps. So weird because Herb was like the best, right? For a long time. Yeah. He was the most consistent and lately, man, he's been kind of fucking up. Was that Herb? That was Herb. Yeah, two in a row. Yep. Uh oh. Oh, we lost Mark. He vanished. Oh. He gone. Houdini. Oh. Houdini. <laughs> oh. 
yeah, I, I that's definitely the Ashy Knuckles moment of the week because his knuckles are definitely Ashy after those rights. It was thing of beauty, joy forever. For that sure, was beautiful. Yeah. He gonna need some uh, what's it called, Ludroderms or so. <laughs> he might have put some CBD oil on them motherfucking knuckles. Some suave. I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah. You'll need something. Well, yeah, the ashy knuckle moment of the week goes to the hardest punch uh, or the hardest strike. But the not, the ashy knuckle low light of the week goes to pure to yawn in my in my opinion. I'm like, dude, you gotta be smarter, man. Like, that's not the way you want to lose a title fight. You don't want to get a DQ. Come on, in that spot, you gotta know the rules. You cannot knee a, or kick a downed opponent. Um, whether or not people want to say that Aljo is playing it up or not, it doesn't matter. Like, you just don't put yourself in that spot. Yeah, I think he's uh, relatively young in his career in MMA, so it happens. It does. I mean, look, fouls happen all the time, but that I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is, in order to be a champ, in order to be when you're number one in the world, you gotta. I mean, it's push your job to know the rules. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just, I just want, I, I, you expect more out of your champions than you do uh, your contenders. So, but it's, it's just like, I don't know. As far as martial arts is concerned, I just think that, as Mark alluded to, sometimes every commission has different rules for what's a grounded opponent, and that could lead to a lot of confusion if you have guys questioning whether or not they can. You know, it should be just linear, like. Every commission, we all agree, these are the rules for a ground opponent. I believe he had an interview or something where he said he thought um, he was waiting for his hands to come up. That's what he was watching before he threw the knee. Yeah. Because I remember another fight, another, uh, I guess, controversial moment was... um, it was Chris Wyman versus Gegard Mousasi. Oh, he lifted and, him up off the ground. Correct, but uh, it was Wyman was trying to put his hands on the ground to make himself a grounded opponent, and Mousasi smartly lifted his body up. Yeah, to, he said, no. Right, he said, I'm going to land his knee, and you ain't going to Touching the ground isn't an option right now because I'm going to pick you up off the ground. I think that was, um, you know, a lot of people... A lot of fans that saw it because of the, the timing of it was perfect. He barely had his hands up when I did the knee. He had him up, but it was so close that, you know, it looked a little controversial. And even, uh, I guess, Christmas was a little dazed, but he contested it for a second there, too, until he got to see, like, you know, okay, well, no. But you don't, you don't want a guy to get finished on an illegal strike. Um... I guess uh, Silva versus Bisbing comes to mind too, where uh, Bisbing's looking for his mouthpiece. Silva pops him with a flying knee, knocks him out, or knocks. I mean, if this, if that flying knee happens in any other part, he's knocked out. But he was able to re- get time to recover. That was right um, before the belt too, wasn't it? I think he was just. I think it was doing a mouthpiece reset. Oh, well, damn. Sometimes they like get the knock, mouthpiece knocked out, and the ref will grab it, but he'll wait for a moment to give it back to him to where there's no action. Yeah, and then yeah, I think and during that lull in action, Silver was like, "Oh, he's wide open, Tiger knee." So yeah, that's I would say that's the definitely the that pewter yawn knee is the ashy knuckle low light moment of the week. Got to be smarter, man. Come on. I think my um, low light will be uh, Megan Anderson. Yeah? Yeah. Like minus two strikes? <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing you could do. She looked terrified in there, honestly. 
Like, as soon as she got hit once, it was like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Why am I here? Who signed me up? Yeah. I, look, I we, we kind of expected that, right? I would feel the same way, too. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think that she – I didn't think that Megan would fear – I tried to find reasons all week long to pick Megan, given that she was such a big underdog. But I couldn't, man. I couldn't find anything besides, like, okay, she's got reach. She has a jab. She's decent at boxing. But she didn't use any of that. She just basically just backed up and then crack. Um, yep. I, I guess another another not so ashy knuckle low light would be the Alexander Rakic versus uh, Tiago Santos fight. It was just kind of a that I expected that fight to have a lot of fireworks, and there was nothing. Yeah, it. it uh. I mean, Rakic definitely got the the victory. I thought he did enough to win, but it was yeah, he won. He's supposed to win. It was very similar to the Cyril Gane and Jarzinho Rosenstrike fight, where there just wasn't a lot of action. There was no limit. Both guys kind of was like they they both played it their game, but it was very safe. It seemed like more of a a light sparring match than it did a UFC event. He didn't do enough to leapfrog Glover, though. No, if he would have went in there and like starched Santos, he probably would have got the next title shot. Absolutely, straight up. Yeah. 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 But without a shadow of a doubt, he probably would have get the next title shot. Especially, he can't really speak English, huh? No. Like, see, if he would have cut, like, a, a crazy promo, you know what I mean? Well, he could even just told his uh his translator to say it. He would shot if he would have knocked him out, did his thing, called for a title shot. I think that's Yan's problem, too, though. He's not... He's a nice guy. Well, he doesn't have that ability to move the needle. He does, but he doesn't have the ability to move the needle with his words. Um, yeah, he can't say nothing slick. Right, right. And I'm going to knock him out with the legendary Polish power. And that's decent, a little decent marketing too, but you got to have more than eight knockouts. Yeah, <laughs> rogies and kielbasas. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Um, and, and, and even in that fight, also, I mean, I was expecting coming off of that loss to Glover, I was expecting a more hungry and aggressive Santos. And even if Santos was to do the same, if Santos was to come out and knock out Alexander Rakic, you can be talking about a potential rematch between Santos and Yan, and that has a story built in it because Santos is the last guy to knock Yan out. Yeah. So th- the fact that that fight w- didn't have fireworks at all from either side, I think it kind of sealed both guys' fate that they probably going to need, well, definitely Santos, given that he lost. But Rackage is probably going to need at least one good showing before he gets a title shot. I imagine he'll fight the winner out of uh, Reyes, and I'm not sure how to say his name. It's like Propacek or something? Propachoka? Ah, yeah, yeah. Was he like, was he, he's number seven now, right? He's either five or six. He's like right below uh, Rakic in the rankings. Well, Rakic was four. Okay, so he's number five then. And okay. I believe Reyes is number two, right? Oh, Santos was two. Oh, so Reyes dropped down to three? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that's the next fight. So I think is Glover one now? Yes. Okay. What else we got? Let's see here. His name is Prochaska. Jerry Prochaska. And he'll be fighting Reyes. Let me see when they're fighting. The winner of that. What do you say? Can you, can you hear me? Yes. 
I would say I, I say I would imagine that that would be the fight to make. What? The winner of um, Reyes and Porchaska. To fight Rakic? Yeah. Yes, I, I believe. I think they're fighting in April. I'm trying to uh, look up when his next fight is. Speaking of the light heavyweight division, where's where's Johnny Walker been? Uh, I think he's ranked like 10 or so. Yeah, he's number 10. I don't think he's I, I know he lost, yet. He doesn't. I know he lost to Corey Anderson, but didn't he win after that? No, I think he might have lost his next fight as well. Hmm. May 1st is when uh, Reyes and Prochaska fights. Okay. That's gonna. That's definitely whoever wins that will fight Rakic, and that'll be for the next number one contender spot. Because I don't see Jan going up to heavyweight to try to chase down John Jones. No. No fucking. There's, there's no chance of that. No and shot. I don't think Izzy's going back up the 205 no time soon. He's he's got some some little bit of work to do in 185. He he definitely um, has a few contenders in 185, but more importantly, he ain't gonna be able to come in that light in the ass at 205 and be able to compete, especially if he doesn't improve significantly, improve his uh, his ground game, especially a defensive ground game. I mean, he has Izzy has really good takedown defense initially and off the cage. But in the middle of the cage, he seems like a fish out of water. Yeah. That's that's his uh small weakness. That's a pretty big one though, if you if you tussling with big boys. Speaking of big boys and tussling with big boys, I we can dead that whole John Jones Izzy shit. Oh, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. It, well, even if it does, uh, I'm taking John for sure. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I don't. I don't think like if you I like him, you know, but man, I like him a lot. You just showed me something. Man, look if if Jan Blahovic was able to t- was able to take him down with ease and hold him down with ease, John Jones is gonna cr- crush him like a bug. John, once John gets you down, he's not gonna just lay on you and hope to run the clock out. No, no, he's gonna be punishing him. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, uh, yeah, he might want to rethink that. I think he's barking up the wrong tree. So I, I, I that about does it for uh, today. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Uh, we got the UFC 259 post show. Got a little, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, like t- closing thoughts. Um, Benavidez, uh, he might start thinking about life after UFC. Uh, Dominic Cruz, even though he didn't look amazing, he didn't look, he didn't look as crisp as Prime Cruz is. He still looked good, and we'll see what was, what's good going forward with him. Islam Makhachev. That is a new lightweight contender. Give him anybody in front of him. Kevin he, Lee. He, Kevin Lee. Okay. Well, Kevin Lee always wanted uh, Khabib, so give him his he, little brother. He definitely said he saw holes in Khabib's game, so give we'll see. Brother. And another another one uh, could be Tony. He wanted uh, he called well, he's, he called out Tony. Tony. What's that? I don't think Tony wants to fight him though. Well, that's the name that Makachev mentioned in the post fight interview. He said he wants Tony. Uh, he wants to shut. He wants to retire Tony. That's, that's what he says. Ooh, yeah. So I don't know how Tony's going to hold up to that. And we never got to see Tony versus Khabib. Mm-mm. So maybe here's a here's a little nugget. What if? What if? What if Tony goes in there, cuts? Makachev to pieces with his elbows, right? TKOs him. Does Khabib come out of retirement then? 
I don't know. That's one of those next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> next time on Ashy Knuckles, baby. Um, everybody listening, hope y'all have a wonderful night. Take care. Zip it up. And zip it out. All right, bro. La, 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 la,